This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by ECI on the 2023 Global Business Ethics Survey. In this podcast series, I am joined by ECI President Pat Harned, and we take a deep dive into the survey. We look at some disturbing findings, including pressure to compromise standards, perceived retaliation, observed and recorded, reported misconduct. We also look at culture strength, risk reduction, and have some recommendations for you based upon this report. This podcast series will not simply review the 2023 GBES, but give you actionable information that you can benchmark your compliance program by or take back to your executive leadership team to help improve your overall compliance program. I know you'll enjoy this special five-part series, which is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to part one of our special five-part series. I am joined by ECI President Pat Harned. Pat, first of all, welcome. Thanks for having me, Tom. Pat, we are here to talk about the ECI 2023 Global Business Ethics Survey. So in this episode, we're going to start with the big picture. Where can we start or what should we start with? Why don't we start with what the GBES actually is? That'll cover the specs of it. And first of all, let me just say, I really appreciate that this is becoming our tradition, Tom. Once we put out an update to GBES, I come and we chat about it. Uh, The Global Business Ethics Survey is a longitudinal cross-sectional study, which for academics out there or statisticians, it means it is a study that has been going on for a long time, but we don't survey the same people every time. We represent a population similarly and compare the results, and that's what makes it cross-sectional. But what's unique about the GBES is that it looks at workplace ethics and compliance from the employee's perspective. And over time, I think as a field, we have all come to agree that one of the best ways to measure the impact of an ethics and compliance program is to actually get input from your workforce about what are they seeing? What do they perceive the culture to be? And that's exactly what GBES does. So over time, we have looked at trends. We've used the GBES to test out new metrics and understand new dynamics in workplaces. And it has become a very highly reliable benchmark for organizations that are looking to compare what's going on in their workplace to a third-party research study that is has valid metrics and has been proven over time. How do you actually survey the respondents via emails, via electronic surveys, via phone conversations? How is that process? So the methodology has changed over time. In 1994, when we started it, it was actually a pencil and paper survey. But this time, it's actually because it's global in nature. It's an online survey. We work with a third-party firm to make sure that we are representing the populations we're trying to survey. It's a panel methodology. So they build groups of people and reach out to them and ask them to take the survey online. You mentioned the year 1994 by my trial lawyer, Matt. That would tell me this is uh, year 30. 
uh, the survey. And so are you able to utilize the historical data to see trends as they develop and look back and see if there were solutions to problems which may have appeared 10, 20, now even 30 years ago that we might draw upon for information going forward? It's a great question. We are. However, the the study itself has changed over time. There was a big turning point for us in 2016. It originally was a U.S.-only survey. It was just easiest for us to access people across the United States. In 2016, we moved to a global survey. And admittedly, and we did this in the report that's coming out, there are times when we feel it's important to change some of the questions And while we do look at trends over time, sometimes it's by looking at the U.S. averages because that is the data going all the way back to 94. Sometimes we just have a couple of data points because we changed the questions. Um, All that said, we are able to see how over time things that we thought were going to happen, we were correct or we got it wrong. Or also, I think one nice thing about this study is it's a reflection of the way our field thinks, too, because we try out new questions as we learn more and things change across the industry. Mentioned who some of the respondents might be. I want to change that focus to maybe the quality of the people responding and why the people who respond to this survey are so critical, not simply to the actual data that comes in, but the analysis you and others at ECI put on the data. We spend a great deal of time making sure that when we are getting responses from employees, they're representative of the countries that we're surveying in, and they're also representative of employees in business. And so we do an awful lot of work to make sure that we're representing people by age, by ethnicity, by geography, but also, frankly, by organizational size. And if you look at some of the countries around the world where we're surveying, for example, in China, employees in business in China are also often government employees. So some of the data will include people who actually cross a couple of sectors. And that too is what's fascinating about the GBES study is that it's a very reliable snapshot of the workforce in different countries around the world. Let's move now to some of the big picture questions or response or concerns, I should say, based upon the responses you've seen. Over this next several episodes, we're going to take a deep dive into the key findings, but Is it possible to maybe have some themes or discussion points that we can portend what we're going to talk about in the deep dives of the key findings? Sure. This is actually the 17th time we've done this survey. I actually, I'm not sure what to make of this, but this is the 16th one I've been involved with. And I have to say that of all the reports I've seen us put out, This one is the most alarming. And there have been plenty of years where we were saying the findings are not good. We think the outlook is not particularly optimistic for business. But the headline from this research was, unless things change, unless businesses think differently about how they're approaching ethics and compliance, all indications are that things are going to get much worse. So we over time have learned through this research that there are five major metrics that we should follow to just take the pulse of how things are in workplaces around the world. Four of them were dismal. 
I know we'll talk about this, but employee pressure to compromise standards is at an all-time high. Misconduct, the extent to which people are observing wrongdoing, is at an all-time high. And while employees are more willing to report wrongdoing they observe, which is a good thing, retaliation remains at alarming levels. And the last time we put out a report, we were saying retaliation was at an all-time high, and it's still there. And maybe most alarming is the percentage of people around the world who say they work in businesses that have a strong ethical culture. And when you put all that together, those metrics over time have shown us that they are red flags for significant changes to occur. And I know we'll talk about this as we tackle each of these topics. Sadly, this report this time is not painting the best of all pictures for what ex- employees are experiencing in their workplaces. That there are multiple stakeholders in the compliance community, obviously compliance professionals, chief compliance officers, but they're product providers. They're the regulators in, in the United States in the form of the SEC, the DOJ, and others. There are organizations like ECI that help to assess train and hopefully move the ball forward. Can each one of the different stakeholder groups in our compliance community use the information that's in the 2023 GBES going forward? I believe so. I One of the things about this study, it has a, a tremendous number of metrics that I think are useful for all different portions of our industry. I think one of the things, though, that is has come out of the GBES research that remains true now is that we've come to understand that the quality of an ethics and compliance program that's in place actually makes a difference. And we are not seeing enough organizations around the world really focus on a high quality ethics and compliance program. So all of those entities in our field that you mentioned, Tom, regulators who are trying to encourage companies to adopt the practices that actually move the needle or providers who are helping companies to think about what their compliance program should look like and certainly business leaders and practitioners. I think it's important to the GBES has a a, a nice offering for all of them in helping them to understand what does a high quality program actually look like. Um, but also what are the major risk areas that employees are telling us are out there? Those risk areas, well, let me step back. One of my observations about ECI is it has always been dedicated to data and to give the compliance professional data that's peer-based or that they can then use going forward. If you believe that's a fair assessment, does this data give us a way to either ameliorate those red flags or perhaps to our way out? I believe it does. One nice thing about ECI, the reason I guess I've stuck with it as long as I have, is that we're a nonprofit organization with an educational mission. We we exist to not only try to drive thinking and provide thought leadership, but also to provide helpful resources that will help businesses actually improve conduct and be able to operate with the highest levels of effectiveness. So the GBES data actually gives a lot of information and tips and cues, particularly because employees say things like, if my supervisor focuses on 
uh, meeting objectives over how we are actually going to accomplish them, you see significant differences in the extent to which people feel pressure or observe misconduct. And that's just one of countless numbers of metrics that are in this research that I think could be very helpful for people to take a look at. You uh, froze up. Yep. I thought I was thinking it was you. (laughs) And you froze up just after you said significant differences in the extent. I don't know that I remember what I was saying. (laughs) You want to tackle the question again? (laughs) Yeah. So let me just set it up and it won't be a problem to edit it together. The question was generally along the lines of, can we use this information to help manage the red flags that they've shown and or move forward? So it's going to really set. And then that's the last question. So if you want to go on for a couple of minutes on that answer, that'd be perfect. Okay. Your sound so, is really coming in and out for me. Do you think it's me or is it? I'm showing I'm getting a decent sound on my mic. Yeah, it's very odd. At one point, I couldn't hear you at all. So I'm hoping it's probably me, even though I pay an inordinate amount of money for my internet access. (laughs) The beauty of this recording platform is it's not recording what you are hearing. It's recording what I'm saying. That's good. And the same for you. So we'll do another countdown and you'll see it on the screen and we'll get going. Okay. Three, two, one. Actually, I have to. Pat, does the data presented in the 2023 GBES give the compliance professional information that they can use to either manage these risks as they have come up, maybe ameliorate the red flags, or as a way to think through just a solution to move forward? I believe that it does. As I have watched our profession adopt certain understandings about key metrics that companies should be collecting internally and what kind of benchmarks they should have, a lot of that has been arguably, I would argue, driven by GBES releases over the years. The metrics that are in this research are all the kinds of metrics that every company that is looking at the impact of their program are likely already collecting. So the benchmarks that it provides are incredibly useful. But there's also a number of metrics in there that just give some very strong suggestions to companies about things that they can prioritize, particularly if they are looking to encourage more employee reporting or strengthen their ethical cultures because what employees are indicating through this research are the things that their supervisors, their leaders are doing that actually raise or lower their perceptions that ethics really matters in the workplace. The data itself is incredibly valuable to practitioners as benchmarks but also the research work we've done by taking a look at this data, putting it together into helpful suggestions for leaders, really, I think, provides a great roadmap for companies that are looking to improve their ethics and compliance programs. Pat, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I wanted to ask you before we leave, if our listeners wanted more information on ECI or to obtain a copy of the 2023 GBES, what would be the best place for them to go? It's nice and simple. You just visit our website at www.ethics.org and you, from there, will be able to access the GBES summary report that's coming out. But also, for the first time this year, we have 
pooled the data into a database. And so you are able to actually go to an interactive website to take a look at roll-ups of the findings from GVES. Just go to ethics.org and you'll find it all there. Pat, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me. And I hope our listeners will join us where we start taking up the key findings in our next episode. Thanks, Tom. This is Tom Fox. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 2023 Global Business Ethics Survey. I hope you will join us again tomorrow where we take up workplace misconduct. This special five-part podcast series is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.